The Bible Study Podcast, episode 177. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with part five with a study on fruitful parenting. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I'm back from New Zealand and getting back to this study. Again, this is part five. If you have not heard the first four, I suggest you pause this one and go back and listen to those first. As you know, we've been looking at parenting from the point of view of the fruit of the Spirit from the Galatians 5 passage as being that that should describe to us what a mature Christian is like and therefore how we should behave in our relationships with one another, especially with our relationships with children. And so we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, and self-control. And today we're going to look at two of those which are gentleness and kindness. And we'll be getting back to one that I skipped over there next week. This will probably be a six or seven part series, so we're getting close to winding this down. So as we look at gentleness and kindness, I'd like to think of them in two different ways. I'd like to think that kindness are the things that we do, and gentleness is the way that we do them. So we perform kind acts towards one another, towards our children or towards others, and we act in a way that is gentle in our behavior. I'm hoping that makes some sense. And so let's let's look at these two. This is not the only place where these two are mentioned, so we're going to throw out a couple other verses as well. When we talked about the love of money in a previous study, we read from 1 Timothy 6, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. We did not go on to do the next section, which is, but you, man of God, flee from all this, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Or from 1 Peter 3, verses 15 through 16. But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. And again from Colossians 3, verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And again from Peter, from 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 7, For this reason, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. And so we see that this is a theme. If you look up kindness in your concordance, in your book that shows you what words are used in the Bible and where they are used, then you will see that kindness is usually something that is used to describe God. And I think both of these things are attributes of God, and I think that's true for all of the fruit of the Spirit, is they describe God and therefore they describe one who is being made into the image of Christ. That is why I say that the fruit of the Spirit is something we should expect to see in all mature Christians. Now, kindness, let's look at that one first. The great thing about kindness is I think that if you decide for yourself that this is not an attribute that describes you, this is not something that describes the way you treat your children, the way you treat waitresses, the way you treat the administrative assistant at work, the way you treat people especially who cannot give back to you anything 
that you desire. So not the way you treat your boss necessarily, but maybe the way you treat your boss when his back is turned or her back is turned. So kindness describes the things that we do. And if you decide that you need to get better at kindness, you will find, if you look around, I would bet at least 10 opportunities a day, unless you live in a box buried in a hole in the ground. Just with all of your interactions with people, you will have an opportunity to exhibit kindness. And that means, yes, indeed, the telephone marketer and the person who comes to the door, just all sorts of people, you have opportunities to demonstrate kindness. And kindness, I think, is an act that is done out of consideration for someone, not because they can give back to you again. Not how you treat your boss to their face, but how you treat people when you think that no one is watching, maybe. And I think that that's very important as we look at that in terms of how we build relationships with one another, and especially the parenting relationship, because the way you build kind children, I believe, is you set an example of kindness as much as anything, not just in how you treat your children, but how you treat others. Because I think your children are always watching, even when you think they are not. And so when we say that this is one of the fruit of the Spirit, and I say that good parenting is fruitful parenting, I'm making the case that parents who demonstrate kindness are more likely to grow children who are kind, which again is the attribute of a mature Christian. So that is something that is desirable. Gentleness is interesting because gentleness in many cultures goes against, especially as the man of the house, I'm not necessarily called in a culture to be gentle. I might be called to be macho or I might be called to be tough. And yet gentleness is how you treat something that you think is breakable. How about that as a definition? So if you hand off a package to the post office and you have put in there something that is made of crystal, you might want to tell them to handle it gently. That's what you desire, at least. I think when we come to realize that people are breakable, and doubly so children, then we realize that they should be handled with gentleness. Did you notice that it said in the verse that I read from uh, Peter to be ready at all times to make defense of your faith, but do it with gentleness? Now, that's an odd thing to say in terms of how we would defend our faith, how we would talk about our faith. And yet, if you look at our society, when it comes to issues of faith, quite often we defend our faith with ways that are not gentle in any way, shape, or form. They do not treat people as being breakable. We come down instead often with condemnation. So it's interesting that in that of all places, Peter says, be gentle. Be ready to make defense of your faith, but do it gently. I thought that was an interesting thing because I don't think of that as an opportunity necessarily for gentleness, but maybe Peter was seeing some of what we see as we look around in our society. Now, I said earlier on that we're going to look at some of the verses that have to do with discipline. Specifically, I think of Proverbs 13, verse 24. He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Now, I believe that this verse is true, but I think we need to look at it now as a good time as we look at kindness and gentleness. What this says is to love a child is to discipline them. Now, how many of you, when I said discipline, immediately thought of the word punish? 
punish is certainly part of discipline, but I like this word better because discipline talks about something with a goal in mind. Discipline says when we train our children, we're trying to develop in them discipline. Now, what that means is that when they leave the house, when they go off on their own to college or to work or wherever, we want them to have developed habits and capabilities and an outlook on life that is not needing us to constantly be there nagging them, right? That's part of the goal of parenting is to raise children who can make their own decisions, make good decisions, who can lead a life full of character, who can lead a fruitful life. And I mean that both in the way of the fruit of the Spirit as well as productive. And to do that requires some discipline. You know, we'd like our kids to not be fat and lazy, uh, as I myself may, in fact, at times be lacking in discipline. We're looking for encouragement of gaining discipline in life. That's what it's talking about here. And that, but he who spares the rod hates his son because he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Now, another place in Proverbs that Solomon talks about discipline is in Proverbs 19. Discipline your son, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to his death. Now, obviously, this applies to both sons and daughters, although Solomon did not write it that way, possibly because he was having some own problems with his son, as we do read about in the book of First Kings. His son, in fact, was foolish and did not listen to a lot of Solomon's wife's advice and immediately, through his actions, divided the kingdom upon Solomon's death. Discipline your son, for in that there is hope. Again, as we hope for our children to leave good, productive lives, we hope in them to develop discipline. And do not be a willing party to his death to lack discipline, to not seek to correct and change and discipline a child, is to bequeath them something less than what they can get to. If they don't develop good study habits, if they don't develop good exercise habits, if they don't develop good habits, if they don't develop good character How much less will they get out of life than if they do? Now, I am a strong believer in discipline. And I have, in fact, spanked my kids. And I know that will shock some of you whenever they needed it. Now, I should say, I believe this fruitful parenting that I'm called to be kind and gentle. And so what I did not do, what I tried never to do, is to hurt my children. That did mean sometimes, and usually back when they were still in the age of diapers, before I could reason with them effectively, they sometimes needed a swat on the butt. Uh, Usually it was a swat on the diaper. I did not need to hurt them to discipline them, and I don't believe that that is what we are called to do, because I believe we are called to be kind and gentle. But we are called to discipline our children. We are called to discipline the members of the body of the church. In other verses, it talks about how we deal with someone who is in sin and is caught in sin and basically to go to them in private and talk to them about what they're doing. And then if they don't listen, bring someone else. It's the same sort of thing. It is a gentle way to bring correction. We bring correction when someone's on a course that is destructive or that is not optimal. And so I think we need to think about discipline, but we do need to think about it in this context. Let me know what you think about that. We're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast at this point. Next time, we're going to talk about long-suffering, self-control, and patience. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Thank you.
Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter. That we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ. And to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? Because right? sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.